On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and I'm so excited to welcome one of my colleagues, Dr. Nikki Davis. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Lori. All right. I'm so excited to have you because you have, you're just kind of a neat story just because you're a non-traditional, how you came into the, the medical practice. But let's go back to Nikki before medicine. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, your plant journey. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. So I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I live here now, so haven't moved far. But uh, I started my plant-based journey when I was about 13. So, you know, the memory that I have is that I just never really liked meat. Mm -hmm. And one day I just said, you know, I don't think it's healthy for me and I want to be healthy. So I'm just going to stop eating meat. Wow. And I, I didn't know anybody who was vegetarian or vegan at the time. And it was just kind of one of those things where, okay, I just feel like this is the way to go. I think it just seems natural to eat more vegetables and more plants than it does mm. to eat meat. Mm. So stopped eating red meat at the age of 13. And just by doing that, I think it just kind of became natural for me to progress over time to get rid of more and more animal products for my diet. So I think I was probably about 17 when I got rid of poultry. Um, and then I was about probably 20 when I got rid of fish. And then not too long after that, then went completely plant-based. And I went back and forth a little bit in my 20s, but overall it was this kind of gradual transition mm. from just not enjoying meat and thinking it was unhealthy to, okay, I'm learning more and more about why I'm doing this. It's not just that it makes me feel better, but then I was learning about, you know, when I was in college, learning about the environment and the animals and all of the other reasons to go vegan. Mm -hmm. So that really helped me transition completely over to being plant-based. And then the exciting thing was then I'm finding out, well, this is really good for health and you know, I don't have those extra college pounds anymore because I'm mm. eating healthier and people are starting to notice, well, gosh, Nikki, you're, you know, you're looking really good. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and this became a passion now because then it was exciting and fun to talk to people about being plant-based and I was just obsessed. And in the meantime, I went and, you know, in college decided to get a degree in mechanical engineering. Now I had thought for a moment about doing medicine, but I just thought it would take too long. Of course, now years later, I've been in so much school. It's just ridiculous. But uh, so I did mechanical engineering. I got my bachelor's and my master's in mechanical engineering oh, wow. and went on to work for a company that contracted with NASA on mm. the space shuttle program. So it was wow. kind of interesting in Northern Utah, we have a facility that used to produce the solid rocket boosters for the space shuttle. Wow. And so, yeah, so it was kind of an interesting job. I got to hurl ice at different materials to see what would happen. Um, you know, we would have to go into work early on a space shuttle launch and things like that. So it was kind of fun. Yeah. But at the end of the day, most of the time I was just thinking about eating plant-based and 
recipes and helping people get healthier. And, and that's what I wanted to talk about all the time. And so eventually I just thought, I just, I'm, you know, mechanical engineering, it just isn't something that I'm super passionate about anymore. And after all that schooling, decided I'm just going to up and quit my job and hopefully something will work out. <laughs> and my husband was like, what are you doing? You know, you're getting paid well, you work 40 hours a week and it's like, well, but I really want to love what I do. And he was the one that said, well, you would be a really good doctor and you could really change a lot of people's lives and help people go plant-based. People would listen to you if you're a doctor. So it's like, there's no way I'm going back and doing more schooling. There's no way. And I think that lasted about a week where I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's go back to school. So yeah, went back to school, got, got my degree and here we are. <laughs> just a short seven years later <laughs> right yeah and by the way I had a six-month-old baby when I started medical school so you know I just like to you know make things difficult for myself oh you know I get it mine were five three and ten months when I started medical school so I totally understand the yep yeah it's uh it is not an easy road to be a mom but aren't you kind of glad though because I think it makes you a better physician because you can connect with people. You've been through some process. You've lived some life on it. I think that's actually quite phenomenal. Personally. I agree. I think having some previous life history definitely helps. And mm-hmm. for me, I think the main thing was when I was in school or in lectures, I was focused. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm getting the most out of this as I can while I'm here, because when I'm home, I'm with my kid, I'm with my husband and I want to take advantage of that time. So super efficient, you know, my studying process was very efficient and that was huge. And then the other thing that I found was that just knowing that I had my son and my husband to go home to at the end of the day, when it was a long day, especially in residency, when you're just working so many hours and some days are harder than others, that you go home at night and you walk in the doors and, ah, you know, mm-hmm. it just makes it all worth it. So yeah, absolutely. I, tr- I treasured swim meets and soccer games and all of that, that stuff, because it kind of pulled you out of the madness and the isolation of medical school, which a lot, I think young people go through when they're, you know, single and that's all there is. They go straight from college to medical school. So I think there's a definite different experience for sure. And yeah, certainly glad for it. It was hard. <laughs> But it was definitely worth it, I think. But mechanical engineering, I mean, that's not, you're just a, you're just a smart cookie because I'm sorry, but not everyone can be an engineer. (laughs) That's incredible. What I love though, is that you followed your passion and you're living, you know, what you truly feel is what you were here to, to do, which is amazing. It's true. I, I just have to pinch myself every day that I get to not only talk about doing this and helping people, but that I get to actually sit in front of people who really need help and are really looking for a physician who gets it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I love it. I, it is now that, now that I'm through the training part of it, now I can look back and say, yes, it was all worth it mm-hmm. during it. Maybe not so much because it's hard. You just one day at a time, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm 
I, I've always been one of those people that, you know, I really want to be happy doing what I'm doing. I don't want to just mm. have the daily grind just to be able to make money. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's never been what I've been about. So mm. absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's kind of fun too, is just from the, the traditional thinking, I'm just going into be family medicine and then falling into this type of eating and lifestyle and practice about, you know, a little over nine and a half, 10 years ago is really been phenomenal too because I feel like this is a this is an antidote to burnout it really is I can't imagine not doing this now so I agree completely (laughs) I agree it's just so fun and even when you have you know you're still going to have you know things where you say oh I you know this is difficult this is complicated Mm. and what are we going to do in this Mm. situation but still, it's just, it's, it's fun to meet people who are motivated mm. and people who are excited about getting healthy. Mm. And I love to share in that excitement. Mm-hmm. The, the beautiful part about Columbia Health is that, right? So we're, we have a self-selected audience. Like our patients seek us out for our knowledge. So they want us to tell them eat plants, just how to do it better and help manage their meds and stuff. So speaking of lifestyle medicine, kind of tell us a little bit how I mean, I know you already were in the plant-based, but how did you find like lifestyle medicine? How did you want to incorporate it? What did you envision for yourself? Yeah, you know, when I learned about the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, it was one of those things where it just fit in really perfectly with Mm. how I felt about the medicine that I wanted to practice. You know, the first pillar is whole food plant-based, which to me is, is should be the first pillar. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And then you add in there all the other lifestyle things that are so important, like the social connectedness and the exercise, you know, it's just, it, it all just kind of makes sense. And I just really love that it is now a piece of medicine, a specialty where someone can come to you and say, okay, I was diagnosed with prediabetes and my doctor wants to put me on metformin. And I don't want to do that. I would much rather change my lifestyle doc. So what do I do? And that's where lifestyle medicine allows us to say, okay, let's look at the core issue. Where, why did you start having these increased blood sugar numbers to begin with? Mm. And for most people, it just goes back to lifestyle, lifestyle changes. Are you exercising? Are you eating the right kinds of foods? And so that's where this kind of medicine allows us to go in and really make those tweaks for the lifestyle. It's just not something that you get in medical school. You're told, okay, you always want to talk to people about, make sure you eat a healthy diet and you exercise. But most doctors wouldn't really be able to tell you what is a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of doctors will say, well, you got to limit your carbs. No, you don't. That's the mm-hmm. opposite. But we just don't get that training in medical school. So you can't blame them. Mm-hmm. But that's where lifestyle medicine is is awesome because you get that training to help people transition to plant-based or make those healthy lifestyle changes, looking at making plans that work, planning for when you have a lapse, when something happens and you want to get back on and and eating that way because it's going to happen to everybody. So we can help transition that way through lifestyle medicine. So speaking of all these, I mean, I, I guess why I was surprised is the acuity of the uh, severity of illness that we're seeing on our platform, because I mean, we're, at, we're almost at a year and a half now. We've grown quite a bit. So we've got eight doctors, including yourself, but you contacted us really early on when we were like, 
oh, we're just starting. We're not quite sure how this is all rolling out, but you stuck with us, thank goodness. And yes. um, <laughs> thank you for being patient. It was, a, it was a little frightening there in the beginning. It's like, oh, here we go. And um, <laughs> yeah, especially someone who's never been self-employed. So this is our first, you know, my, at least for me, the first time I've been on a self-employed track. So at, at <laughs> I guess I was 49 and at 50 now, I was like, well, here we go with life. <laughs> yep. um, but, you know, speaking of all these patients, so we have some pretty sick patients. We also have people who are really healthy, just want to make sure they're doing the right thing and do, you know, it's like a one-off visit, or maybe they'll come see us once every six months or once a year. But tell me a little bit about when you have a patient and they're coming in and like you said, they lapse, right? So this is the reality. Life happens, right? So how do you counsel? What do you do? What is your favorite thing to get people back on the wagon, so to speak? (laughs) Well, I kind of treat it like I do with anyone who has an addiction. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking to get off tobacco or alcohol, right? They're very similar where you need to have a plan in place because it's going to happen. I mean, Laura, you know, when someone is quitting tobacco, very rare is it that someone quits once and they're done for life. I mean, hooray if you do that. But for most people, it takes several times before you get to that point where, okay, I'm not smoking anymore. I'm done. It's the same thing with making a big lifestyle change. There's just so much history of eating a certain way you've got traditions, you've got family who eat the way that you used to and making that change takes a lot. And so I like to talk to people about, okay, what are you gonna do in that moment when you're tempted or maybe you already got past it and you ended up eating something that you didn't want to, what are you gonna do in that moment? And I like to tell people, okay, you need to have a list of people you're gonna call. You need to have, write down a, a video that especially has affected you in the past. There's one video that for me really helps. And it's one that Dr. McDougall shows where it's uh, an animal model. I think it's mice where they feed the mice a very high fat diet and they show the capillaries and the red blood cells going through the capillaries. I know it's, it's too bad that they use mice, mm. but they show before they feed them a high fat diet, those red blood cells are just Mm. zooming through the capillaries, boom, boom, boom. And then they Mm. feed them the high fat diet and the red blood cells are just sticking to each other. Mm. And it's just going very slowly, just really sludging through the capillaries. And it lasts for eight hours. And it's just, you, you imagine that when you have one high fat meal, which when we're talking about high fat animal products really have the most fat and oils Mm -hmm. in our diet. And so if I'm ever looking at, oh, you know, I'm at this party and somebody's got something that, yeah, it's vegan, but it's kind of higher in fat, or maybe it's got some oil in it. I try to remind myself, okay, do I really want my blood sludging around for eight hours? (laughs) So stuff like that, maybe forks over knives is what did it for you or what the hell. And maybe it really affected you game changers. There's so much information out there that you just have to keep reminding yourself of why you're doing it. So have those things written down so that when you have those lapses, you can go back, watch it, or read something that you wrote about what you're doing this for. Maybe you're doing it for your grandkids so that you can be around longer, whatever it is. You wanna have those reasons, you wanna have those videos, those books, and you wanna have those support people that you can reach out to and say, hey, I did this thing, or I'm about to do this thing. Talk me through it. Mm-hmm. And having that support. And I actually have a little, uh, a, a sheet that I've put together so that people can write out what they will do in those moments. 
so that I can give those to my patients and they can come up with that plan because it's not easy to make lifestyle changes. It's not, you know, for some people they say, well, how come everybody else can do it? No, it's not easy. So once you get past it and this is your lifestyle now, for me now it's simple, it's easy. But in the beginning, when I was making those changes, it wasn't easy for me either. Mm-hmm. So I try to put that out for people so that they understand what to do in that moment and they don't feel like they failed. Absolutely. There's so much wisdom there, right? Just preparing for all the inevitables that we know that are going to happen. So we literally will sit here and say, okay, this is happens over and over again. I get stuck at on weekends or I get stuck when my husband brings this home or my kids do this or do that. You just plan for it. And when you plan for it, you make the easy, the right decision, the easy decision, right? We try to make this effortless in the sense that we're planning and streamlining and and prepare, just like the military. (laughs) Practice, practice, prepare, prepare. And then when (laughs) disaster happens, it's like, oh, this is second nature. I'm ready. (laughs) Exactly. I had another question here too about just something that you said really when you were talking about visualizing these red blood cells sludging through <laughs> our arteries and you know you get a you know as a medical and a, and a person we've all seen the blood that and the fat that collects up on top is the triglycerides rise and yeah i mean i imagine that type of thing or you're you were in surgery when you're a resident or a medical student and you see them pull out stuff out of the arteries of you know the during a bypass or carotidectomy and something anyway <laughs> outside of that it seems to me that a lot of people don't connect their mind. Like, so they think they live here, right? And there's just this mm. thing that's following them around called the body, but they really don't connect the mind to literally what they're doing. And then one day when the body is making symptoms that this can't ignore anymore, it's like, oh, were we always together? I'm sorry. You know, so it's like they're suddenly aware of the decision. So that mind body connection is so prevalent. And is there any advice or thoughts or suggestions or things that you've seen that really help people spur them to understand that there's this other part of them besides the thinking part and the feeling and the emotions? It's so true. I mean, you know, I, I think once you have, let's just say you're eating a Milky Way, and you put it in your mouth and it tastes delicious, you swallow it, you forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. It makes your brain feel good. It's filling up your stomach. You're not as hungry as you were before, but you forget about it. Once it passes your lips, you're, it's, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've thought about this before where when I'm eating something, I imagine it going down into my stomach and hanging out there. Like, mm. do I really want that? weird, not real food thing sitting <laughs> down in my gut. That <laughs> you know, not that real food strange. thing. <laughs> but, and then it's going through your intestines too. I mean, that is traveling through your entire body. And mm. I think we've talked about this before in, before in another interview where we talked mm. about the amount of space that your gut takes up like a tennis ball field or a mm. tennis ball court, right? Mm. It's that amount of space. Do you really want that candy bar hanging out with all of that space, just getting absorbed into your body? Mm. So it's just, you, for me anyway, I just try to think of it more about, is that really something that I want to have mm. in my body? Mm. And then you think about, you know, a watermelon 
I mean, I'm looking at your watermelon behind you right now. Oh, yeah, my one of my patients painted that for me from Plant Based. I love Health. that. I know. I love it I too. I love that. <laughs> but you know, you think about it's it's so much water and and you've got fiber mm. in there and all these vitamins and minerals that your body is just soaking up and it's so mm. natural. It's coming, it's growing out of the ground. Mm. And to me, it's just if you're imagining that becoming part of you, mm. it's it's just, it makes so much more sense. So I don't know if that's really helpful at all, but that's kind of the way I think about it. Yeah, no, I like it because you're saying you're, look at what you're, it's like garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you, you know, even in your mind, so if you think about what you watch, right? So if I watch a scary, like I can't watch these, like those movies that have like weird spiritual stuff that stuff freaks me out. Like I'll have nightmares when I got deployed overseas to the Middle East, I had some of the weirdest dreams and just nightmares every night. And it was horrible. Like I just had to be very careful of what I allow into this brain because <laughs> the brain will go, Whoa, you know, a little crazy. So I yeah. kind of think it's the same idea, but what was interesting about your story is you've had this intuition early at 13. I mean, I was like, freaking out over my first pimple when I was 13, much less like I shouldn't be meat. This is those this is all I'm like, where does that come from? <laughs> like, so you I know are, you stand out, which is phenomenal. So you already had that intuitive component. Um it, it's just fine. It, I, I guess I guess the one thing too that I really try to get people to understand is that this this thing this vessel that we're going to carry through life like we only get one and it's really interesting it's kind of like when you talk to people like you do realize you're not a cow when you talk to them about milk for what it really is it's like oh it's like they're not disconnecting right they're like oh that's a liquid milk for a cow to grow a thousand pounds in a year it's like oh this food i'm eating is going to have an effect and make me feel different so i don't know it's just been a really it's been an interesting journey to talking to people. Well, this whole it's true. Time. It's true. It's like this um, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about mindfulness and just being present in the moment, but it's also so important to be mindful about what you're eating. Because we have people serving up food to us and doing the dirty work of either, you know, killing that animal or picking those berries out of the field, we mm-hmm. just we have it on our plate and we don't even think about how it got there. Mm. And one of the things that I talked to my son about is how did that food get there? Mm. Where did it come from? And so he knows that cow's milk comes from mama cows who had to have their babies taken from them. He knows Mm. that because that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And that shouldn't be hidden from him because there are probably kids out there that if they knew that the lamb kebab they were eating came from a lamb, that they mm-hmm. could pet and love and hug, that they probably would say, I'm not gonna eat that. But they're mm-hmm. not given that choice. They're not told the information. Mm-hmm. Whereas you pick a strawberry out of your garden, this is where it came from. We grew this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a different story. So I think mm-hmm. being mindful of where your food comes from is so important. And I think we just don't think about that because we don't prepare our own food anymore. We don't grow our own food anymore. And we just don't see where it comes from. Mm. No, I think that's really important. You know, your food journey is so, it is very important. And I, I, I almost think you almost have to think back also to your body's journey, right? So you were born and we're growing and 
what do we, you know, I always think about our children too, like as parents, we have to be thinking, what are we doing now to instill these amazing behaviors? It's kind of like, cause I'm getting inundated with osteoporosis. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just thinking about it and now every patient is like suddenly popping up. <laughs> it's like, you know, but it, this might be someone who's 65 and just went plant-based two years ago or last month and says, well, I also have osteoporosis. What about that? You know, so I'm really trying to understand that process, but it really is a pediatric disease, right? So when you think about osteoporosis in our elder years, it starts with building that amazing bone mass as we're young children. What are we doing as parents to encourage not only good food, but activity and you know rest and all those other things that are gonna build a healthy life for them when we're not even around later, yeah. when they're in their 50s, 60s and 70s, you know, what, are we, what have we done to invest in their future? Um, and it always kills me too. Like I think about when my daughter, when I was pregnant with her, what I ate affected her because all her ovaries or her ovaries that made all the eggs supply that's ever going to be made was made while I was having, I'm like, ah, right. <laughs> like, it is crazy, isn't it? It, yeah. is. it is an insanity. So speaking of kids and you have a little one, tell us a little bit about, you know, I apparently was a plant-based baby from, from conception forward. And then how was that was kind of questions that must be really helpful having raised a little one like that to being a family practice doc now. Yes. So I, well, so he's made out of plants, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which I just love. Um, But we like to call him our little veaglet. He's been (laughs) vegan since birth. I mean, and even before birth, you know, Oh my because I was plant-based long before I had him. Um, (laughs) But how lucky for him to be able to start his life this way. And I just try to instill in him why I teach people about this, why I do this for our family and hope that he continues this way as he gets older. And I think, I think that that's all we can do, right? We just, we give them the information, but I do find that it is, it's a lot of fun to see because he's not getting the typical foods that other kids get. He's used to eating plant foods in their whole form. And he eats great. I've never had issues with him not eating things. Now he's getting into spicy foods, which, which is exciting. Um, but, you know, I've got video of him just devouring kale salads at the age of six and seven. And it's like, what other kids do that? They would just spit it out. And, but you just, that's what you give them. You train them by just giving it to them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done is we just give them, you know, we give him these great foods and he loves them. And I don't know if I've ever told you this story about how one of the foods that we eat a lot is just brown rice and broccoli. It's very simple. Uh-huh. And we'll cut up a little bit of tofu and air fry it and put that in there for him because his favorite food is tofu. And one night I was making it, but I realized we were out of broccoli. So I thought, well, we'll just do brown rice and tofu tonight. That's fine. So I put it in front of him. He was probably seven and he started crying. Mom, where's the broccoli? You always put broccoli with this. Where's my broccoli? You didn't make me broccoli. It was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, but that is so wonderful that you are crying over broccoli. What kid is doing this? (laughs) And his cousins who live in town have also been raised pretty similar. And I remember I was feeding all three of them a a meal of just, it was uh, baked 
yams and broccoli and I forget everything else, but just a bunch of veggies with no seasoning whatsoever. And we just put this food in front of them and the three of them were just Aww. devouring it. And my mom and I were there just like, this is just amazing to see these kids just loving this kind of food. Wow. That's just what they've been used to. Right. It's, it's like, you just don't know any different. Just like kids who are raised on junk food don't know different, right? They don't, they right. weren't given the opportunity. And, you know, I know it can be very hard for parents to figure out how to even start this if they hadn't been in that situation. So how do you advise parents who are transitioning a family over what would you suggest for them to do? I mean, it kind of depends a little bit on the age. I think mm -hmm. the younger they are, the easier probably because all oh, yeah. you're doing is giving it to them. It's as simple as that. You don't have to talk about it. It's just here, here's dinner. And they will eat if they're hungry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kids are not going to starve themselves. They might for a day or two, or maybe mm -hmm. for a couple of hours, but eventually they're going to eat. And that's the one thing that I've heard a lot is, well, if I give them this food, they're not going to eat it. And so then I end up having to give them chicken nuggets or mac and cheese, whatever they're used to. Mm -hmm. But if you give that to them and that's the option, they will eat. They will. Mm -hmm. They're not going to die of starvation. <laughs> so that's one thing is just, just give it to them. Now, the older kids, I think you probably have more experience with, with teenagers. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think treating them as human beings who have the right to make a decision and letting them know, here is why I eat this way. And here's why I think it would make sense for you to eat this way. These are all the reasons, the environment, the animals, your health, you love to play baseball. This is, this is going to allow you to be stronger and faster than the other mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my son, Augie talks about that all the time. Like I can run so fast and I'm so strong. Oh. And it's because I, you know, have spinach in my smoothie. And oh, so gosh, I, I think that. it's just really important to talk to them. Like they're, they're humans that get to make a decision mm -hmm. and giving them all that good information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, you have to look at where each child is in their development. So for example, we went overnight plant-based, <laughs> they were 13, 15 and 18. And, um, you know, one of them could drive and she was off to college soon. So it didn't make a huge impact on them, but we didn't eat a, I mean, we certainly had our share of Chick-fil-A's and a few things, but we certainly didn't have a lot of junk food at home. And so it wasn't too much of a serious transition. Um, but the, the thing that we did, cause I was never a short order cook, and you can't be right when you're going through medical school and residency. It's like, sorry, guys, you're going to eat what you got. Wait, yep. no, there's nothing special. <laughs> the kitchen is closed. When mom's done, we're yep. done. Or you guys figure it yourself. So when I went transitioned overnight, literally, um, what worked, well, I think we'd already set the precedent that what what's in the house is what you got. Yeah. But I allowed them, if uh, I did give them some leeway. So I allowed them to express their desire or judgment by we got a thumbs up thing so I was like all right is this a thumbs down is it a kind of like this or a thumbs up and of course they relish in the moment to harass me it's like mom <laughs> you know and I was like oh yeah just wait next time it's gonna be so good you're gonna give me a double thumbs up and it what was so funny was if they ever did this and went back for a second so I was like are you want to change your thumb hmm? oh I love seconds. that yeah <laughs> so, I love it we, you know, it just became a lot of fun and banter, but they'd always helped out in the kitchen. So 
they, you know, these kids can cook now, they're all plant-based, but over time, what we did also is when we went out, like, you guys choose what you want. I don't care, but I'm going to tell, keep telling you about all these amazing things about eating this way. And eventually it all clicked for every single one of them. And, wow. um, and now with Emily being in her family medicine residency, I'm even more thankful that I took the opportunity to really push it. Even when she had been off to college and come home for Christmases and summers and all those things is like, just keep talking to her about it because she's going to touch thousands of lives, just like you and myself and everybody else who's a physician and healthcare provider. It's just so very important because of those ripple effects. So, and speaking of, can you tell us a little bit about, well, wait, one more question before I get there. How yeah. about your husband? Was he always plant-based? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> that was probably the funnest transition. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. I've known him since I was 13. Speaking of oh, when I was 13. Yes. Tell that story. That's yeah. such a fun story. Oh my gosh. So we went to junior high and high school together. And the moment I met him when I was 13, it was love at first sight. I was hooked. I, I mean, huge crush. You talk about crushes of a lifetime. The one that got away, he almost got away. Oh. But I had, I loved writing in a diary when I was that age. And I just, every day I was writing about everything going on in my life. And I had stacks of diaries by the time I was in college. And a lot of them had a lot of stuff about him in there. <laughs> but I was too shy to do anything about it. Oh. I, I loved him from afar. He knew who I was, but it wasn't like, you know, I had ever been like, hey, let's hang out. And not until we were 30 did we get together. So yeah, and and I had to suffer through him dating my friends and people <laughs> I knew. It was horrible. And but I finally got the guy. So so yeah, and when we were 30, we met again and he was the standard American diet. And I I made most of the food and it was like, oh, I could never eat that way. Of course, that's what every vegan says before they go vegan, right? <laughs> and I made the food and over time it was like, so he, oh, this is actually really good. I didn't know you could make tacos like this with plants. This is really good. And so he loved the food. And over time, as you start crowding out the animal foods and bringing in the plant foods you just get used to it and it becomes normal mm -hmm. and I think that's what happened to him is it just was over and over again that's what we're eating because I'm the one that cooks <laughs> and he said okay I want to go vegetarian I'm going to mm -hmm. do it for three months so he did and his prize at the end of it was going to be to go get a burger at this place in Salt Lake that's very famous for their garlic burgers. And at the time, my mom was also eating the standard American diet. She's like 95% vegan now, but she said, well, I'll go with you guys because I love those burgers. So the three of us were in the car on the way to go get his prize. And about halfway there, he said, you know what? I can't do it. I don't want to eat a burger. It's been too long and I'm not interested. So we turned around and soon after that he transitioned to being completely plant-based oh wow yeah that's awesome so now I've got my healthy guy and he says he's just so thankful that mm. he's eating this way now because he's got a, a big family history of obesity hypertension diabetes mm. and 
I mean, 30, we were still young where, you know, things may not catch up to you quite yet, but now we're getting into our, you know, mid forties and, Mm -hmm. and things Mm -hmm. could have been catching up to him, but luckily he's been eating this way for as long as he has. Oh, that's amazing. But didn't you show me one of your diary entries or something about him? Oh yeah. Well, what's fun is when we, when we met again, we met virtually. It was through MySpace. So horrible, MySpace. <laughs> he had messaged me on there and his account didn't even have his picture or his name on there really. So I had no idea who it was. So I just ignored it thinking it was just some creep. And about a week later, he sent me another message and he said, oh, by the way, this is John Davis. Oh, oh, it's John <laughs> Davis. Oh, okay. And we went and got coffee. and. After that, I waited probably a month before I released all of the 13-year-old. Oh, there's 17 years of stalking. Yes. I was so once we were serious enough, then I could tell him the truth. I've been in love with you most of my life. <laughs> Will you please be mine? And yeah, and I brought Aww. over my diaries and let him look through them. It was really Aww, fun. You know, I sat so behind precious. John and Matt today. He's so cute. He's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Oh my goodness. That I love, honestly, that is, makes my cheeks hurt. I love that so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, fantastic. Okay. So yes. And now we're going over to the patient side of things. When, what is your favorite uh, thing about doing this like you have other things planned tell us about all encompassing Nikki Davis's doctor because you have other stuff that you were doing and wanting to do and let's, let's talk about all that yeah so I love being able to see people on plant-based telehealth that is just a dream come true so thank you for starting it <laughs> I'll, well I'll tell you what Nikki I was thinking about this last night and because you know we're we're getting we're growing <laughs> and yeah. I really want to define us as I kind of take it like the Southwest thing that if, if we take good care of the people who take care of our customers, then I know that they'll be, so my goal would be to take care of you guys and to make sure that we provide everything that you need and be happy because doctors are a hard commodity to come by, especially in a niche lifestyle plant-based. <laughs> so once we get you, we want you to stay and be happy and really build a community of support with friends and colleagues. And I, I hope that we continue to grow that because that's really, 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 really important to me. So thank yeah. you for being here. So it means a lot to me to, that you say that. Oh. oh yeah. I mean, I just, I just love it because, you know, when I think about my training and residency, when I was seeing patients, I would occasionally have people who would drive hours and we're talking in Montana, right? So it's, it's a big wow. state with not very many people and people would drive hours just because they had heard that I was plant-based. Mm. And of course those visits were the best. because it's someone who understands this lifestyle is excited to talk to you about this wants some help in continuing this or transitioning that way and those were my favorite visits and so now that every single visit gets to be my favorite visit (laughs) it's so great so that's one thing that I do the other thing that I'm really excited about being able to do hopefully sooner than later is to do some in-person vegan retreats Mm. so what I'd like to do is do you know some kind of vegan adventure retreats where it's just come and eat delicious food that's all whole food plant-based SOS free Mm. like completely healthy and delicious 
and come hang out with people who are also sharing in that mm-hmm. and go to cool places. Like my husband and I just love Costa Rica. So that would mm-hmm. be one of the places that I really want to do a retreat. And then the other kind of retreat that I really want to do is something that would be more of a medically supervised retreat. Mm-hmm. So for people who, for instance, people who come see us on plant-based telehealth, this is a way for people to come in person. Mm-hmm. They get fed all the food. You don't even have to think about it. You just show up and eat the delicious food. And then you have a doctor there helping supervise you during it to help you with the medications and and all of the transitions that you're gonna be going through in just a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I love the idea of doing that is because when I was in medical school, I got to work with Dr. McDougall on his 10 day live-in retreats. And so I got to see it in person. I got to experience it, see the patients, see the changes they were making. And I think that for some people having that jumpstart, those, 10 days or however many days it is to just live that lifestyle without really having to work too hard at it Mm -hmm. can really help. And you're also seeing those changes. So getting your labs done at the beginning and seeing what your cholesterol does in that short amount of time, Mm -hmm. having your blood pressure checked every day and seeing what that does in that short amount of time. It's just a lot of fun to see how quickly some people can have a lot of benefits Mm -hmm. from making that change. Absolutely. So yeah, I was able to be a Furman's medical director and we would have people come and stay with us from two to six weeks at a time. And it only lasted about six months because our investors pulled out and the clinic closed and that actually went to telemedicine and hence all this started. (laughs) How did I ever know that would lead to that? But what was interesting was our very first Nikki Cruz, and I've interviewed her on the podcast. That's okay if I, if I talked to her, uh, talked about her, but she started out at 509 pounds. <clears throat> and I will tell you what, she's went on to lose 300 pounds. And just knowing that that, that moment, those six weeks that she with us, she lost like 50 pounds the first six weeks. That time literally changed the rest of her life because she was in her early thirties and, you know, the, the trauma that occurred to get her to that 500 pounds and then having to know that that six weeks was able to shift her entire life to move on. And there's others too that have lost 100 pounds from that. But her story just really is just her, the way she grew up and all of the loss and losing her family. It's just some amazing human. But um, yeah, you're exactly right. That jumpstart can literally be the foundation of an entirely different life. You're changing the trajectory of, an, of a life and everyone that they touch. So it's, I think that's awesome. Well, and speaking of jump starts, we do that now too. Yes. Telehealth, where we do the yes. Plant Care RX program. And I'm yes. working with a couple of patients right now who are doing it. And it's just super exciting to see. This is, again, it's a way to start the process, even if you've already maybe tried plant-based mm-hmm. and it ha- hasn't been super successful or you just need, it to be a little bit easier in the beginning. Right. You get the food sent to you and it just makes it an easier process. And it's kind of similar to what I would be doing in person for people mm-hmm. where you get to see the doctor at the beginning, you get to see the doctor at the end, you get labs in at the beginning, labs in at the end, you get to really see the progress and you're getting access to all these videos and, and all these things to help teach you about why you're doing this. So it is a great option for people who may not be able to travel or, you know, with the pandemic, I mean, a lot of people have been staying home and Mm -hmm. this is a a way to jumpstart and just be at at your home doing it. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, Plant Pure provides these meal starter kits and you basically you're adding some fruits and or vegetables and different things and it they're usually 20 minutes or less to cook it's pretty straightforward um the little neat ball things might take a longer but overall it was quite delicious and you're exactly right we're seeing i think we saw almost 100 points in triglycerides we saw at least a 25 in cholesterol one of them lost like 16 pounds in 10 days but majority are around five pounds in 10 days but still it's like wow <laughs> that's yeah. quite a shock it's quite an amazing uh, change for sure oh yeah yeah Absolutely. I mean it's you know and I've seen it for myself too when I when I was doing the 10-day program with McDougal he allowed the medical students to get their labs done at the beginning and the end and I was already eating plant-based I was vegan but I wasn't as careful with oils and things like that mm. and just eating that way for 10 days dropped my LDL 10, 20 points wow I know. So, I mean, if it could happen to me, mm -hmm. it was just amazing. So, right. Exactly. And, and that's what we were seeing for all these patients. We saw most people where they were dropping their cholesterol, they were dropping their blood mm -hmm. pressure numbers. And, and it's just a lot of fun to see. And you also spent some time at True North as well. Yes. Awesome. So I got to go there right at the beginning of the pandemic in March of 2020 and mm -hmm. spend a month there as an intern. And that was amazing being able to see people getting well, either through water only fasting or just by eating really basic, healthy, whole food, plant-based, mm -hmm. SOS free, so salt, oil, sugar free. Mm -hmm. And that was a really, really fun experience. And I'm actually looking at going there myself because I've never mm -hmm. myself done a water only fast. And so maybe next year sometime, I'll be able to go there with some family members and, mm. and I will be videotaping, you know, taking pictures and videos and sharing that. So that would be a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds, it sounds interesting, but I'm just not sure. <laughs> yeah. So I like, you know, I kind of, I've done like 24, 36, 40 hours, but then I was like, mm, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, yeah, you know, but that's a great thing. You have those options and those choices too, which is great because you can actually just on, go there and probably eat healthy too. Yes, exactly. I mean, there, I remember there was a guy there that was planning on staying there for a year, just what? eating the food. Yeah. Are he had a lot serious? of weight to lose. Yeah. Did he he was like, I'm do just gonna... Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. I mean, wow. he had a job that he could do from, from there. And yeah. So, so some, I mean, it's a live in facility. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's an apartment complex that they have changed into this fasting facility. So wow. yeah, you can absolutely just live there. That is <laughs> and it's insane. really quite reasonable what they charge. Yeah. I have to say for everything that you get there, it's really quite reasonable and wow. they are booked out like six months in advance for a reason. It, wow. People That's get well there. It's really fun. Goodness. How many people can they hold at one time? Oh gosh. I think it's like 70 maybe. Wow. Oh goodness. Yeah. But there were people when I was there that were doing 40 day fast. And then there are other people who already have a low BMI and mm -hmm. of course a 40 day fast isn't going to work well for them. Mm -hmm. And so you've already done more than I have where you've done a three or four day water fast. Mm. So some people will go there and just do that, you know, just a three or four day fast and you do the refeeding after and you're eating the delicious food. And mm -hmm. for some people, that's, that's all they want to do. It's just like a way to kind of reset 
Um, give your body a chance to just get rid of some toxins and, and really just relax and heal itself. Um, yeah, I think the unplugging too is a big key there because you just kind of chill. Sit, yes. Oh, yeah. Reflect. Yeah. You are told to chill. You're like you, if they see you up and walking around and doing too much activity, it's like, no, 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 go sit down, do nothing, listen to some music. Because when you're fasting, you've got to take it easy. You're, right. you're not taking in anything to make energy. So your body is just relax and chill. So yeah, I, I love the idea of it. That Yes. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a, an audio book and it was just like, you know, it's almost like you miss, we forget what it's like to be bored. I remember when I was a kid and my, it's like, oh, I'm just so bored. And your parents would go, well, I gave you something to be bored about. Come here, there's some chores, <laughs> you know, but so you learn to be very quiet about that. But we never have the opportunity to be bored anymore and just sit and think and be creative. And it, it just, I feel like that's, it's, our lives are just cut out and we need that, that we need that as a mental restoration, spiritually, everything. I agree. I think being bored is good. I mm -hmm. think it's nice to just hang out and watch the birds, you know, mm -hmm. watch the bees buzzing around, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's not, you know, vegging out in front of the television. It's actually turning off and just reconnecting with those around you with nature. And, you know, I've really gotten dapped into my art and I've just, uh, I love it so much. I love like that you're doing that. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. very inspiring. So I, my dad is an artist. And oh. so I grew up in that, in a home that was just filled with art. And yeah. I also love art. I used to do watercolors and I think just through engineering and medicine, that's kind of gone to the wayside, but yep. seeing you doing it, I'm like, okay, one of these days I'm going to get back into it. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I reestablished like watercolor. I really, in, well, you know, what's fun about this. Now we're going to get off on a tangent. Yes, I'm I love excited. It. Okay. Yes. This is fun. The, um, it's just really finding your style right so you think about when you think about when i think about art you you almost come in from an anatomical physician used to the body and the perfect drawings and all that but it's not it can be whimsical it can be impressionistic it can be abstract it, you know it could just be who you are so it's just really evolving seeing where you evolve what you're kind of drawn to it's really fun oh yeah it's funny that you say that because I always, as an artist, have always been so careful about making things look just as they are. Right. And it's been difficult for me to go outside of that and just let things not look exactly right. Right. You know <laughs> and what's have been it be a little bit more abstract. Is what? what? Using only a pen, right? So I've, I've re I try to retire my pencil except for a few mm. things and just use a pen, right? So Not there's two things, erase. exactly. You commit, but you also become more observant, right? Because now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to draw this glass. When I'm thinking of, you know, the shadows and the line and the size, I'm more observant than I would be with a pencil because I'm sitting here going, that's going to be a permanent mark. <laughs> yeah. And so it really makes me uh, more in, involved and more mindful of the practice and then I started looking into because I just knew how happy it's been making me I'm just like I'm, I'm already a pretty happy person but this is just like next level I started looking into like googling art therapy and then there's this whole thing on art therapists they're like literally art therapists did you know there are art therapists maybe you already did I did not yes know that. I did know about that it is yeah. so cool 
I was like, if I hadn't been a doctor, I would have definitely been an art therapist. But it was like, so I reached out to, I'm going to be interviewing a Dr. Bruce Moon, who was kind of, he's got like books on it and he's retired now. I had to talk him out of, he's like, oh, I'm retired now. It's like, it'll be okay. I really want to talk to you. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's just like horticultural therapy. I didn't know about horticultural therapy. I mean, there's just so many things that are touching, not just, you know, a surgery or a drug or, yeah. you know, or a prescription, but this is like, hmm. I don't know what is it the word I'm looking for that spiritual connection the mind mm -hmm. the mindful component of that yeah. just tell me what's your favorite so you like watercolor what else do you like this is fun I love drawing oh. I, I do I love drawing and I love watercolor those would be definitely oh my, my favorites you know it's funny that you mentioned with the art therapy because yeah. when I was in medical school there was a there's a cancer institute uh, that we would work in and they had art therapy for their cancer patients oh, there and so I got to go and do the art with them and it was so much fun oh my god and speaking of therapy have you heard of forest therapy no but I can't imagine that it's is it just like walking through yeah, the forest going through the forest I mean imagine forest it right skating. now doesn't it already feel good to your brain to imagine walking through a forest Nikki if I could tell you I can't live anywhere that's not like Colorado, right? Cause I can't, you know, I love Florida, but it was just so hot. You couldn't get out when I was down there. I love the ocean and stuff, but, but now it's like the mountains, they call to me. It's oh, so I know. You're deeply. talking to a Utah girl. <laughs> yeah. And you were in Montana. Oh, yes. 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 In, oh. oh, when we lived in Washington state and I lived in Oregon and even in Virginia, the hills and the outdoors. I mean, I just, the only places that were I, that I couldn't really enjoy were like West Texas because it's just dirt and wind and there's yeah. some beautiful canyons but stuff but it's not god bless people in West Texas they're beautiful people but I just I gotta I gotta jet out and go off to the mountains because it's just <laughs> the way it is <laughs> I completely agree oh well and gosh. you know what's great about this forest therapy is they even have videos now and I don't know if they're drones or what it is but it's this really slow just movement going through the forest you can just watch it on netflix so let's just oh, say you're man. at home you don't have a way to get out i mean this is great when you're quarantining or whatever <laughs> to just kind of put yourself in that frame of mind and it's amazing how it even just doing that and not actually being in nature helps but yeah. being there in person and just smelling the smells i mean you can smell the trees right now right oh, i mean it's just <laughs> i want to yes. go right now well, even if you go like to a botanical garden, like the Denver Botanical Gardens here are amazing. Like I, I spent an entire day, I my husband's like, you want to come with us? But he's like, okay. <laughs> so I took him to like to museums and he loves it, but he's just like patient with me. I'm like, I have to take this picture. I'm going to draw this later. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. And, uh, but he's like, you're venturing a new face. He's like, is this what you're going to do when I retire? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> love it um, i'm just uh, just fun so now you're yes. coming to utah right yes i'm coming in october coming? right that's when the, okay you the plant uh yeah we're plant gonna meet in utah. person we're gonna meet in person for the first i was time, gonna right? say october might be a nice 22nd. time for us to go on a hike oh i can only imagine how pretty that would be you know yeah. salt lake's one of my favorite places have you been to sage restaurant sage's cafe yes it's so they closed no they did not no. they did yeah. I know. Did they close from the pandemic? No. Well, 
they they got moved out of their old location. They still have another oh. restaurant that's similar, but it's more diner vegan food called Vertical Diner. But yeah, oh. Sages is gone, and I grew up on that food. I mean, that opened oh. in 1999, so that was one of my early oh. like first vegetarian places to be able to go to. They were open for a long time. I that, think they closed in like 2007. That makes me really sad. I know. No, it was after 2007 because I moved to. Um, Lisa Sage, I'm thinking the, it was on oh, the outskirts. Oh, right, because they like, moved to another location. Yeah, they went to the outskirts, and then I drove, I think it was in 2014, I did a, at Intermountain Health, I did a, a special program on becoming more efficient in the healthcare system, and anyway, the whole program that they had, which was really cool, <laughs> made me think a lot about different things about systems and stuff, but anyway, I would go there, like, every single day to eat. Yeah. And we go, I would stay a week for four months. I'd come and stay in Salt Lake for a week. And I, I literally ate there. It must've been at least 30 times. And then when oh, yeah. we go to Salt Lake, I'd take my family. Like we're going to Sage. Oh my goodness. I'm so sad. I know. Maybe we were there at the same time. You never know. I, I ate there a ton, but oh. there's, there are so many plant-based options here. Oh. So I'll just, I'll yeah. have to let you, you to know about all of, of them when you yep. get here. Yes, for sure. Oh man. Thanks. Oh my goodness. I'm so, <laughs> so sad. I know. Uh, uh, okay. So again, plant-based telehealth, you guys check out Dr. Nikki Davis. Tell us what state you're in and what are pending so we can be prepared. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm in Utah, California, Florida. I'm working on Arizona. We're just waiting because they're allowing people to be licensed to do telehealth only in Arizona. So that should be any day. Um, awesome. The other states, I'm going to mess up because there's several of them, but Oregon, Montana, Nevada, and there's a few more. So more states kind of coming. In the yeah. Midwest, Southwest, Southeast. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. May, so, I yeah, think New York too. Cool. Yeah. Because we're trying to get um, everybody to get in all the different states that I'm also just the only one on. So too, because I want you guys to get all these amazing patients. So it's been it's been really fun to work through that together because it's, it's like a puzzle. It's like, we're about to really ramp up the marketing and it's going to get really busy. So I need, I need guys with licenses to be prepared. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we've worked out those systems and we've been really thankful and um, for the docs being patient with us and the patients. Cause we had to, you know, spend the year figuring out the systems and changing our EHR and just getting all of that down. And we're still got a lot of work to do, but it's at least, it's a lot in place. It's working. It's working. Yeah. I think yes. anyway. <laughs> it's working great. Yes. <laughs> so, oh goodness. Well, Nikki, this was so much fun. But before you go, as what would you like advice you would give to our our listeners? Um, any sage advice, speaking of sage, as far as like maybe getting started or planning or just in life in general, transitioning to another entirely different career halfway when you already got it all down and you're working a great job. Tell us, you know, what would be the, like, when you like to give advice, like, what is this? This is what I've learned. This is what I want yeah. to share. I mean, I, I am definitely a proponent of doing what you love and following your dreams. So if there's something that you've always wanted to do, figure out a way to do it. I mean, for me, it, it wasn't easy, but that, I mean, now I get to, to do what I truly love and I'm not miserable going to work every day. I love it. And 
I just see too many people who are willing to stick with what they're doing because that's what they've always done. It's stable, it's easy. And I know it's hard, but making some sacrifices so that you can, I mean, like you said, it's, you, you have one life and if there's something that you really want to do with it, go for it, make it happen. Um, the other thing is with transitioning to going plant-based, be easy on yourself. And if it is just about, so for some people going overnight, like you did works great for some other people, it's too much of a big change and just adding in something every day, even if it's just, okay, I'm going to eat a cup of rice every day for the next week, right? You're just mm -hmm. adding that in mm -hmm. just one simple change. Don't go too crazy all at once. Okay. I'm going to exercise an hour a day for the next week. And I'm going to eat completely hundred percent plant-based. No. <laughs> and we talk a lot about too, just changing one meal, just, just breakfast, keep everything else the same, but just have some oatmeal with berries for breakfast do that for a week see how you feel and if that starts to become a habit then add in some other things so just being really patient with yourself uh there's there's a uh, a quote that is perfection is the enemy of good i don't remember who said it voltaire anyway i love that because we're not expecting perfection no one's perfect maybe dr mcdougall i don't know maybe he's maybe. not even perfect I, I think he sneaks in some things here and there, <laughs> but nobody's perfect. So, so yeah, so just be patient with yourself and mm. it's, it's a fun ride and it's worth it. Awesome. I can't, I can't add any more to that. Cause I think that's brilliantly said. So thank you so much, Dr. Davis for your time and you guys check her out. There'll be links below plantbasedtelehealth.com. Oh, and Nikki, how else can they get hold of you, your other websites and such? Yeah, so my website is drnikidavis.com. It's D-R-N-I-K-I-D-A-V-I-S.com. And on there, you there is a link to plant-based telehealth, so you can book on there as well. There is an upcoming event, so you can kind of see where I'm going to be speaking or what I'm going to be doing. And uh, and then the other thing is I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Nikki Davis MD. You can follow me on there. And of course, if you want to book, just go to plantbasedtelehealth.com and we can we can get you going. Absolutely. And I can't wait to be seeing some of this art that may be coming our way from Dr. Nikki Davis. I'm very excited about that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you. And share this with someone you know that might need to see Dr. Davis on plant-based telehealth. Thanks again. Thanks for watching. And I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go though, please hit the subscribe button and the alert button. So you will be notified whenever we upload any new videos. On Monday, we upload the Healthy Human Revolution podcast. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find it on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. On Tuesdays, we upload the Doctors In. This is where I answer your questions. Thinking of that, could you please comment below any questions you might have about health or wellness or any topics that you would like me to cover? Now, if you're looking for more resources on how to start a plant-based diet, sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, anything regarding wellness, we've got you covered. Check out HealthyHumanRevolution.com. And again, thanks for watching.